The message gets through you to what you are instead of gets claimed by you and never getting to what you are. So we're talking about, we're not giving you a talk that all you are is consciousness. That hasn't done any fucking thing for you. It just makes it worse while you're walking around grass valley. Because you don't feel like all you are is consciousness all day, do you? No, you never do. No, we're talking that about what you're not. You can describe what you're not. You cannot describe what you are. It's indescribable. You can describe what you're not. So then the indescribable hears a description and realizes it's not you. Yeah? That's the message of non-duality. The message of non-duality is a negation of what's taken to be a fact. Yeah? The idea that you are taken to be a fact is the assumption we're living on. Yeah? It's questioning that. I don't give a shit what happens after that, what I'm interested in, who's it happening to, or who thinks it's doing it, yeah? There's the, there's the point right there. So, yeah, people used to bitch about this to the people who ran the door when I speak uh, in L.A. They'd always get these complaints. This, everything he says goes over my head, and the guy says, what is it, why? And I said, that's where I'm aiming. I'm trying to throw it over your head. Because if you catch it, you missed it. <laughs> if you keep catching it, thinking you got it, you're missing it. Yeah? Because you're it. You don't have to catch a thing. You don't have to get a message. You don't, there's, no, there's no thought or effort on your part that's going to facilitate this. You just sit and hear it, and maybe, or like we're putting some spiritual shoes here, if they fit, wear them. Yeah? There's a great statement by, uh, I'll go into the uh, Ramana Maharshi. So he says, there's a presupposing, this is the assumption he's laying out, right? There's a presupposing of a non-existent thing to be existing, really, and then seeking for salvation. Yes? If that's the case, your spiritual practices, now this is important, if that's the case, if that is what's happening, yeah? Your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? Yeah. So you hear the statement. This is the invitation. That what you are taking yourself to be right now is an assumption. Yeah. That you are an existing thing wanting to get salvation for you, through you, as you, by you. If that's the case... The spiritual practices that you're doing themselves are reinforcing the false idea. How can they destroy it? It may feel exactly like what you're doing right now. And the beautiful news is it's not you doing it. Yes, you see it. It isn't about rehabbing it. You recognize it's not you. Yeah? And that thing can go on and on and on, and you lose interest in it. You don't go into a battle of the fucking, there's nothing to battle. You lose interest in it, yeah? So while it's claiming to be the one who heard the message, you're in the message, yeah? While it's claiming to be one who lost the message, you're in the message. Once it starts talking about you found the message, you're in the message. You never leave the message. <laughs> <laughs> the head the head's telling you a fucking story 
based on an assumption that you're that which can go up and down, connect, disconnect, lose this, and this, that's not you. You've never moved, yeah? So all you need is to see what you're not from what you are. And what will happen is you'll see it as not you and you'll start losing interest in it. When you lose interest in it, the lights of its production go down because you're the battery. You're the one that's the source of all the juice that it's using for its little narration. You are. And the narration will continue, but instead of like having a huge one of those 70 inch screens and all you see is you, you'll be in a little box at you know, about 5% of the screen and the rest will be what's happening. Yeah? Very rarely. You may not even visit it much. It's still playing, <laughs> but you've lost interest in it. And now you've gained interest in what? Find out. Find out what you'll gain interest in. Yeah? You'll be your own authority. You'll, like when I heard the message, uh, it just felt like an unspoken yes. It was just something in me knew before all the urge to know. Yeah? Something in me knew before all the urge to know. And, uh, and that thing's just been reverberating ever since. And in, in, in time, because this was a very important topic to me. I've been trying to get out of me since I've been six years old. I've used a lot of different vehicles, drug addiction, spirituality, a lot of things. All of them failed, and that's how they actually were successful. They failed. And uh, <laughs> so I've been trying to get out of something that I'm not in for a long, 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 long time. And I remember we were sharing it last night. I did this thing in Australia once. It was just a happenstance. I ended up in this uh, Osho-related thing for eight days. I was the only person that didn't know anybody there. Everyone was Osho people. And uh, they, would have, they had a very good formula, and they could set off cathodic events. Yeah. And uh, they'd have music on. and mattresses and everyone would just be listening and then people would go off and they're crying and laughing and going through tons of shit. And this one that happened to me was like, I went and it felt so fucking real. I said, I can never get back. I can never get back. I can, you know, like I left the Godhead or something. I can never get back. I can never get back. And uh, in that community, I was very lofty because of that. It was like, I, they took me out of the room first and <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy's got it. And then months later, I realized the reason why I could never get back is I never left. <laughs> the whole journey, it sounded so great. It should have been filmed on a cliff with my hair getting blown and with girls and then future hopeful girlfriends adoringly watching me. I can never get back. I did something so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that important. So I finally realized, yeah, because I never fucking left. <laughs> this is the whole message. Yeah? You wanting to get back is because you believe you left. Yeah? That's where the question. You don't question at the letting go point, you question at the holding on point. Who the hell's holding on? It's not you. <laughs> yes? Yeah. So you start, you get a little sense of what you're not, and then you keep recognizing it. 
because it's appearing a lot all day. You start recognizing it, recognizing it, recognizing it. And then there's a true sense that nothing has to happen to that to be what you are. It doesn't need to be rehabbed. I needed to be subdued because I was, it was an, adapt, an addictive type. So I was going to jail and a lot of shit. I, felt, I found a way of life to subdue that part. But basically, there's nothing that needs to be done. I got rehabbed enough to live a day at a time here. Yeah? And you just, you just see it as what you're not. And it doesn't, so it tells you you're gonna you've turned left, you're gonna turn left, and you always turn left, and you keep just going straight ahead. <laughs> it needs your action to really get into the story. And if you're not if you're not willingly giving you giving it your action, it's sort of a like the Wizard of Oz or the end with no clothes, yeah. It it talks a big game, but it doesn't go anywhere. So it's beautiful. So you can study what you're not, you can, yeah? You can have an understanding of what you're not, you can. It doesn't go anywhere having an understanding of what you are as what you're not, it doesn't. You may, it may work at a retreat or at a controlled environment, but out in the living of a day, it's fucking paper thin, yeah? But if you have an understanding of what you're not from what you are, that has value. And it's applicable, yeah. If you, if you, uh, study, you can study what you're not from what you are, yeah. You you experience what you're not all day here, yeah. So instead of applying those qualities to what you are, because you can't study what you are, you're the studying of everything else, yeah, yeah. You can't know what you are. You are well, the only possibility is being it. You can't know what, you'd have to be something other than you to know it. You don't experience what you are ever. What you are influences all your experiences, but you don't experience it. Yeah? It's a fact. It doesn't need any uh, propaganda. It doesn't, it doesn't need mental reinforcements. You don't have to chant your way into it. You've never left it, yeah? You see what you're not, and in seeing what you're not, you become intimate as what you are. Yeah, and that becomes, it's like, the, you know, I, I really like an old Zen master called Huang Po, and he has, a, he has some really beautiful statements, and one of them is very clear. Whatever can be perceived can't be perceived. Yeah? So whatever can be perceived, yes, can't be perceiving. And now listen, hear that, and then listen to the narrative in the head. The narrative in the head is based on what's perceiving can be perceived. You're the one that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching as a body. Is it true? Wang Po didn't think so. So he made a very simple statement. Whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Yeah? Apply that to the head and see how erroneous it is. Yeah? It's completely based on you are the seer. When consciousness moves through and they're seeing, the mental state claims it and says you're the seer. Doesn't it? All day. So then after a while, there's a habit of you're the seer, so everything that you see during the day is used to reinforce the idea of being the seer. That's the bondage of self. That's what it does. The claiming reinforces its idea. 
yeah? You're not ever in the act of becoming self. You're in the act of thinking you already are a self. Meaning self, meaning a long-lasting, independent, separate thing, yeah? You're never in the act of becoming that. It's always implied you are already that. You're trying to be in the act of unbecoming it. This is the dilemma. You're trying to get out of self as self. And there's no self to be in. Yeah. So Ayn Po does a beautiful statement. He says, hey, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Yeah. You can't use mind to seek mind. You can't use light to seek light. Now, if he was sitting here, do you think he would say that to anyone other than the Buddha, light or mind? What would be the point? So when you, Susie or whatever, or Paul, Hoang Po wasn't talking to Susie or Paul. He was talking through Susie or Paul to the Buddha, to mind, to light, and was informing the Buddha, you can't use yourself to find yourself because that's what we're doing. We are the light and it's being used by the mental state to look for the light. That's how it hides it, yeah? When it uses the light that you are to look for the light, it's hiding the light. You don't see it? It's right there. Watch it. It's, it don't, it's not like an infinite trickster. It has about five tricks. You can recognize them, yeah? And then if the shoe fits, wear it. If something that's, something that's said here today hits somewhere, the head may want to think about it. Just sit with it. See, what, see if it leads to something. It led to something for me. When I heard that statement, you know, there was a great old Zen statement, which is the Zen teacher was sharing with a group, and he says, I'm like a man standing by the river selling water. Yeah, so everyone sort of gets it. Then he says, it's even funnier than that. I'm like a man standing in the river selling water. <laughs> Why do you think they're saying this for? You are what you're looking for. How could it be any other way? You've looked for every fucking thing else. You always come back to the constant finding of you. You, you are what you're looking for. The seeker is the sought. Yeah. No, no person sharing this message would say to Jim, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. He wasn't obviously seeing Jim as Jim. He was seeing Jim as the Buddha. And he was telling Jim, a.k.a. the Buddha, you can't use yourself to find yourself. Yeah. You can't use mind to find mind. You must be mind. You can't use light to find light. You must be light. Yeah? Now, if you chant light, 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 who's chanting that? Who's claiming to be the chanter? What you're not. You see? I did it. I got to an idea that the body was the problem. And I was involved in the Course in Miracles. And there was a lesson called, I'm not a body. I am free, for I am just as God created me. Something like that. So I would chant that. Yeah? Unbeknownst to me, all the chanting was as a body. <laughs> so all the chanting I wasn't a body was reinforcing the body. <laughs> Luckily, it only went on for a day or two. Some people, it's 30 years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, so the message is simply non-duality. The definition means not to. Yeah? Now, I would think it would be helpful if you find out what to means. 
to, and that's duality. Yeah. Because non-duality, there's no, there is no non-duality. We are it. Yeah. What it's what it's pointing out. It never points out non-duality. It points out duality. Yeah. Because that's the. It's more important to see duality as non-duality than for you to try to become non-dual as duality. Yeah, it's much more, this is the correct direction. Hearing the message from what you are and then studying about what you're not. Yeah, instead of constantly trying to hear the message of what you are as what you're not. Yeah, I'm just here to warn you because that's what happened with me. I didn't hear it at satsangs. That's why I do satsangs now. It wasn't emphasized. So I was listening to the descriptions of what I am, and they may be beautiful and profound, but they get no, there's no traction because the, the mental claiming is going on so quickly, and it's such a habitual assumption, it overrides, and I'm not going to beat it by more satsangs. I'd have to go to thousands, maybe. Yeah? So... If I could get anything through to you is that feeling of direction being different, yeah? To maybe see where you're at and maybe these shoes will fit and then suddenly there'll be a shift of attention and you'll, the attention will be on what you are seeing of what you're not instead of always going back to what you're not, yeah? You'll get a hit, a free sample. And suddenly the pus, and you know what? It's just like if there was a person here in the other room and I was interested in what they thought about me. So I was keenly trying to hear what they said. And then my, finally they said something, but they said, I really like this guy, Matt, and I'm not Matt. So immediately I lose interest in that conversation. I don't have to send a Navy SEAL 16 to retrieve it. It's not about me and I lose interest, exactly. That's exactly what it's like. You lose interest in the narrative if you take the me out of it. Yeah? If the me gets weakened, the whole fucking narration gets weakened. Yes? Yeah. So this is what... This is this continually has worked with me. Uh, it never... You know, I'm open for it to be corrected. It never has been corrected, so I think we sort of uh, got the horse in front of the cart. And... Uh, yeah. I mean, it's sunny because people will say uh, it's indescribable and then try to describe it for 40 minutes. What's the fucking point? Let's, what we're not is completely describable. Let's describe that. <laughs> and then you'll be your indescribable. Well, you always are your indescribable. Yeah, I feel. I don't know. It makes complete sense to me. <laughs> That's why we come here to Grass Valley and sit in the post office <laughs> and share it with you. Because uh, I know if you entertain the idea, something's going to be noticed, yeah? And finally, hopefully, the horse will be in front of the car. And you'll see blue is blue and gray is gray, yeah? You'll never get gypped. You'll always be in every moment. This whole idea, remember they had a big phase where they had the... Uh, a lot of books about getting into the moment. Remember those? It was like, how to get into the moment. 
And then they'd, uh, the second edition would be how to really get into the moment, and then how to really, really get into the moment. But all predicated on the idea that you could be out of the moment. Do you believe that, that you're out of the moment? Because what belief is it true? Yeah. So why would you want to try to get into what you can't be out of? And why do you want, because you wanting to get into the moment is reinforcing the belief you could be out of the moment. You don't see it. It's the exact same statement. He says, if, you're, if the non-existent thing is taken to be existing, yeah, and then seeks to have, get salvation for itself, if that's the case, then your spiritual practices themselves are being used to reinforce the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? Yeah. If you believe you can be out of the moment by making tons of attempts to get into the moment, all your attempts to get into the moment are reinforcing the idea you could be out of the moment. Isn't that insane? This sort of weird logic is the way it's seamlessly through the whole message of non-duality, seamlessly through. It shows you you were never in what you thought you were in, so there's no need to get out, yeah? And all the things you thought you were out of, you were never in. However it goes, I just missed it that way, but it doesn't matter. Yeah? You see? So we're trying to get into the moment, we can't be out of it, and we're trying to get out of self, this feeling of being the doer, the thinker, and we've never been in it. Yeah? That's the message. And it's not meant for you to get it. Yeah? I feel like it's a spiritual subpoena. I've already done my job. You've all been served, and you'll be called to the court of light, I hope. And don't go to the mental court, please. You've been convicted there already. <laughs> you are. Most of us are just begging for probation. <laughs> but we're living out a sentence, aren't we? Really? 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 It's like a, a slavery. The thoughts are owned and claim to be yours, and then they own you. Yeah? See the difference? We used to do it at a recovery thing. You put the word money up here, let's say health here, relationships here. Everyone you'd have a meeting with, meaning would be triggered, yeah? Now I'm gonna change the word completely without changing anything of the word. My money, my health, my relationships, yeah? So I wish everyone here to have a lot of money, but I don't want you to have any of my money, you see? The my changes everything, yes? The my is changing everything. That's the mental state. The mental state through the owning of shit changes the shit, yes? So a thought that drives you crazy because you think it's yours doesn't drive me crazy. But the same thought, if it's held as mine, has the ability to drive you crazy. Is it the thought? Is it the thought that drives you crazy? No. It's the, the idea of being the thinker of the thought or the thought about. You're either the object of the thought or the subject of the thought. That's the duality that non-duality negates. That's all it does. Non-duality is a negation of duality. Not a denial. Yeah, negation. It's just saying it's not so. 
Yeah? And then when you realize, if you hear the message, it's not so, you'll see all the assumptions that it is so. You'll start recognizing. Yeah? You'll see what you're not from what you are. And what happens when you see what you're not from what you are? You lose interest in what you're not. You don't lose interest, there's a loss of interest, and then that interest goes somewhere else. And my observation of where it goes, it enriches my day instead of enslaving my day. Because most people who are devotees of the mental state live in the world of what's not happening, yeah? They're not responding today, they're reacting to yesterday and tomorrow. It's slavery, truly, yeah? I have met people on July 28th who are totally fucked up by August 15th. How the fuck are you gonna, it's insane. They're in July 28th, but August 15th, they're afraid something's gonna happen there and it's completely overriding the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching of July 15th, yeah? That's not a rare occasion. That's a life for many people. They're living based on what's not happening. And what's not happening, the mental state is mimicking fear through mental anxiety. You're getting electrocuted a number of times a day with no apparent threat. That's insane to me. Yeah, the head's just telling you, you're gonna be fucked. Yeah, they're going to find out you're a fraud. I'm going to be destitute next week, but you're not right now. But right now doesn't seem to have much sway. Yeah. So there was a, you know, Jesus supposedly brought someone back to, from the dead, right? Lazarus. And that was his big miracle. But we're making shit out of nothing all day. We are. We're miracle working now. People are getting fucked by a week ago, you know what I mean? That to me is unbelievable. Yeah. So this is, um, so if you saw a thought without the Maya in front of it, you would travel lighter through it. It's the Maya that puts it in an orbit around this mystical planet called Paul, yeah? It's the mind. And every time you own something, it has the ability to own you. When you own a feeling, it can own you. When you own thoughts, they can own you. When you own an action by thinking you are the doer, those actions will fucking own you, for sure. Yes? This isn't about trying to not be a doer as the doer. It's by seeing you're not the doer. Yeah? It's not about changing what you do or trying to avoid certain things that, you know, it's just seeing you're not the doer, yeah? The doing goes on, just like supposedly Buddha said, events happen, deeds are done, yet there's no individual doer thereof. It's not negating or uh, the thought, the actions and the events, it's just negating the idea of, of a someone. Yeah, of an individual doer or an individual thinker or individual feeler. That's what, because that individual feeler is pictured as an individual, but it's made up of subject objectness. Yeah? Your head believes it's thinking about someone, and then sometimes you're the object of the thoughts. Yeah? Yes or no? Yes. So this is what's negated. 
It's negation of the assumed fact, because see, the duality in us hides in the singularity of the body. We think we're an independent, separate, long-lasting thing, but our activity is completely dualistic. We're, subject, we're in the sense movement of subject-object all day. That's what's being negated, yes? And then, because you can't, you are what non-duality implies. You are not of two. Yeah. You're not of this or that. You're not of thing. You're not of time. You're not of space. Yeah, as Jesus said beautifully, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. Yeah, you're appearing in this world almost as a dream character, but you're not of that dream character. Yeah, it doesn't mean the dream character stops because you never generated it. It's dreaming. Yeah, but you can see you're not the dream character. And what allows what happens? Then that dream character travels lighter through its life. Yeah doesn't mean that, that the life gets great. It means that whatever life has in store for you as this action figure, you'll travel lighter through it. And after a while of that, you come to a conclusion. What more do you want? This idea of enlightenment and shit, it's all made up. There's not, you are never going to be enlightened. There's no you to become enlightened. There's no two. This is more, you lose interest in the need to be liberated. That's the liberation. You completely lose interest in all the spiritual little goals, completely. I feel like a fraud if they invite me to a big spiritual event, because I have, if you took a blood sample, I have no sign of spirituality. It's like zero, 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 point zero, zero. There's absolutely no fucking sign. I have no interest in peak experiences or fucking awakenings that lead to a depression because they think they lost the awakening. I have no interest in it whatsoever. And I was keenly interested in it earlier. What the fuck happened? It had nothing to do with me trying to lose interest. That would be the interest. I've, I've, something was entertained and I've observed the effects of it. I've seen what it did yeah and what it's doing yeah yeah i you know they should even have a bureau of of uh of uh withholding satsang attendance to people you know some people are signing up for their 31st retreat there should be a committee and to say this is not serving them do not let him go on that 31st retreat it's not fucking certain, but this, you know, I'm lucky in recovery. You act out enough, you're going to be intervened on. Yeah, you're going to get by the police or someone. Yeah, but here, no one comes to you at a satsang and goes, all right, you've had enough. Let's go. Yeah, but I wish they did, really. Because in a way, the whole problem is the sheep, by hearing it that it's a lion, is using the message of a lion to reinforce the sheepness. It should be like a warning on every spiritual book, you know? <laughs> I went to a bookstore. I had to do a talk there. Their New Age bookstore in San Rafael. They had tons of books coming in all the time. And I came out of the talk, and I think it was the last one we had there <laughs> at the bookstore. And on the, on the, on the 
desk, there was a, by a 900 page book on consciousness. <laughs> and I'm going, why would consciousness fucking want to read about consciousness? Why? You are that. Aren't you, the, aren't you a conscious of being conscious? I'm going to go home and read about consciousness instead of being conscious. <laughs> With the hopes that reading about it is going to lead me to be more conscious. It's just a denial of the fact. Don't you see it? All your ideas, or all our attempts to get to a fact is denying the fact that we are that which we're trying to get to. This is the message of non-duality. Yeah, it's not a call to arms, it's a disarmament. It disarms you. You've left with your own devices and you'll see they're not yours. You'll see your device to know something can't be applied to what you are. Your device to study about something to, to become a greater knower of it cannot be applied to what you are. You can only be it. Yes, and you are it. You know, I did a, used to go to these retreat in North Carolina to speak at, I was sharing with you last night. And so it would be seven days. So for the first five days, they were intensively in retreating. Yeah. And on the weekend, they bring speakers from different uh, things. Yeah. So they invited me to it. It was in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I went there and I gave a talk about spiritual addiction, basically. You know? And so as soon as I finished, like 45 minutes, though it was pretty good, a person gets up and says, can you give us an example? And I said, voila! <laughs> See, the person had separated himself from the fucking event. This is what we're doing all day. You very subtly, with just a little, just the, the, the attention to the mental state, have produced distance and space between what you are and what you are. You're always a little off. You hear the message, you're a lion, and yet, yeah, I'm not gonna cancel those roaring lessons. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna keep getting my hair straightened. You know what I mean? Fuck it, you're it or you're not it. Yeah, and if you are it, then it behooves us to learn about what we're not because we may be under the assumption of what we're not being us. That's the humble message here, yeah? And I've seen it. I've seen the mechanicalness of the selfing. That's what we call it. I don't believe there's a self, but there's an activity that implies one. And we're listening to it most of the time, yeah? It's playing right now in our head. So everything that's happening, let's say you're walking, that gets claimed, and now the walking is implied to be you walking, yeah? The walking is sort of forgotten, you get emphasized, yes? So everything is verbing, the mental state claims it, makes a noun out of it, and then presupposes the noun before the verbing. So when people come to these talks and they hear about selfing, then I get a message from them. I really got the selfing and I've been doing it all day. That's not the fucking message. Yeah? The selfing implied the one 
and now you're seeing everything from the one and you believe you're doing the self thing. That's the bondage of self. That's it, yeah? All there are is nat verbs and the mental state implies a noun out of it, yeah? The noun gets produced after the verb is claimed yet is presupposed to be before all the verbs. So now you think you're doing a lot of shit you have nothing to do with. Yeah. If you don't see that, how are you gonna... If you don't hear this message, you're gonna... If you don't see what you're not, you're gonna be looking from what you're not. You are. And you'll probably end up looking for what you are through what you're not. And it's gonna fail. And that's how it succeeds, hopefully. It's gonna fail. It's gonna show you, you can't get it. You can't have it. Beautifully, you can't lose it. it you're truly irrelevant in this one topic. That's the beauty of it, yeah? Because if you keep believing your head, you'll think you had it, then you lost it, then you had it, then you lost it, then you had it, then you lost it. There's no having or losing it. That's all mental movement. You are that. No matter what your condition is, no matter what your condition is, because it's not your fucking condition. What your condition is, is conditionalist, yes? That's what our condition is. We keep attributing other conditions to imply us. And then maybe you have a big awakening, but I bet you sometime along the line, you're gonna feel like you did something to lose it. It sucks. Mm-hmm. I've run into a lot of people, they were once awake, but now they're not. <laughs> it's like a, it's a, look at it, look at these meetings. Would we have been better off if we never heard the word awakening? Would we better off if we never heard the word enlightenment? Look at what the head has done with the word awakening. It's used, it's used it to beat people up. Enlightenment's even worse. Enlightenment means the cessation of all suffering, how the mental state uses it to produce suffering. So yeah, that's it, I think. I think we have to start the, oh, it's already in the, it's already past 1.30. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing, I forgot the Zoom. <laughs> All right, you want anyone want to ask, share anything, questions? I don't want to beat a dead horse. It's a dead horse. I just want you to get up. <laughs> yes. So, I'm listening, I hear, I feel the message that you're sharing with us. And with that, I have a voice that is cautioning me from spiritual bypassing by using these tools. Yeah, uh, yes. Do you have any input? Yeah. Man, the greatest move on the highway of spirituality is the bypass. <laughs> the more you can bypass, the better. What they're talking about is people, see, when the action figure hears the message, there's nothing to do. That can be construed as spiritual bypassing. It doesn't work, yes? I'm not talking about the action figure hearing the message. I'm talking about what you are hearing the message. Yeah? Mm-hmm. When that hears it, it's not spiritual bypassing. Yeah? Yes. This is the trick. Let's say if you're trying to describe dreaming. Yeah? Dreaming. 
like, you know, night dream, but now, like awake dreaming. And what hears it is the dreamt, yeah? The dreamt can't get the dreaming because it's a product of it, yeah? Now, if, you, if the dreaming, that which is dreaming hears about the dreaming, things can change. The dreamt, when he hears about the dream and thinks it should have 50 Rolls Royces, good knee joints, always have money. And yes, this is because it's, its understanding is severely limited by the definition of being the dreamt. Yes, this is what, this is what people do when they hear non-duality as the action figure. They want to get out of the, uh, the responsibility of being a self, let's say. Yeah. They want to use it as an excuse. So therefore, you may want to call that spiritual bypassing. But the people that I see who are fucking doing spirituality, I definitely want to bypass them. For sure. <laughs> I do. By not getting in the car and not starting. I've already won. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I don't want to be spiritual. I don't. I just... Uh, I just... I'm here because I can't be anywhere else. For, since I was six years old, I've been trying to get out of this place. I didn't realize you can't transcend an imaginary place yeah, as an imaginary thing. So I'm completely here now, and I have no interest in fucking anything. Just here. Just here now, on, vibrantly on, yes? Yeah. So... I've done talks at other places, and then they'd have the people that come in who have a 30-year discipline and shit. Yeah, of course. Could you imagine if you invested 30 years into getting your, let's say, jalopy on a road, and then a Bugatti passes you? You'd be fucking pissed about the Bugatti. Yeah? Wouldn't you? Yeah. That's what happened with me. I remember I was, did a lot of meditation, you know, as an action figure. And uh, I had a subscription to the action figure is the term I'm talking about when you're taking yourself to be the doer, the seeing, the hearing. Yes? In that condition. That's, I, that's what I call the action figure. Yeah? So I had, a, uh, I had a subscription to a beautiful Buddhist magazine called Tricycle. It was really nice, very nice uh, articles and shit. And then one time they, I, got, I got it and they had an op-ed by a meditation teacher, a Western meditation teacher. And he was talking about a phenomena he was having with a lot of his old uh, students. And they were, all, they were all getting in touch with him saying nothing fucking happened. And I just pulled the fucking <laughs> emergency brake on that spiritual bus and I got off. <laughs> I canceled my subscription because I hadn't put in 25 years, but they just saved me a lot of fucking time. Nothing fucking happened, right? <laughs> now, nothing happened in the state of non-duality is fucking hallelujah, but on a spiritual path, nothing happening is a drag. You're expecting results, yes? You wanna harvest the results of your actions, yes? I would say so. But really, the greatest news is nothing fucking happened and you never got anything. That's the bonanza. That's like the, that's the lottery. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. So, yeah, I heard of, I've heard about the spiritual bias passing, but I actually like the term. Yeah. In a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So it matters how, who hears the message. Yeah. What we've been sharing before you came a little bit. 
the mental state of that's implying that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a thing that's conscious, yeah? That is very fast, yeah? It happens very quick, maybe a second and a half after conscious contact. So consciousness sees, hears, feels, tastes, notices thoughts, the mental state arises and claims what was seen, heard, felt, taste, and actually claims the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and suddenly makes the seeing a seer seeing event, yeah? It interprets it, subject-object, which is duality, yeah? So there's seeing, there's hearing, there's feeling, there's tasting, there's touching. The mental state claims it and turns it into seer, seen, hearer, heard, feeler, felt, yes? Yes. And the emphasis is not on the felt, it's on the feeler, usually, yeah? So it's a self-centered system. It's not, you're not paying as much attention to the seen as the seer. The seer is getting most of the attention in the act of seeing, yes? Yeah. It's what's getting reinforced all day, is the seer. Yes or no? You've got to see this. If you don't see it, I mean, it's, it's like 101, yeah? Conscious contact is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, yeah? None of, it's, it has nothing to do with volition, does it? Or any thought or effort. Volition. We're not choosing to see. If your eyes are open, you're going to see what's ever going on. Yes? You could take a vow, I'm never going to see Grass Valley, but if my eyes are open in Grass Valley, I'm going to see Grass Valley. Yeah? No, there's Grass Valley. I fucking blew up the vow already. Yeah? So the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching precedes the mental activity. Yes? It's the living of life. Yeah? The mental activity arises and now claims the seeing to imply a seer. Yeah? And then the seeing, which is subject-object. Same thing with feeling, thinking. Yeah? Thinking's happening, then there's the thinker and the thought. Yeah? Yes, that's duality. That's what non-duality is negating. It's negating the reality of that. In other words, this is dreaming. We're, we're, we're dreaming right now. We're not in a dream, we're the dreaming. And the dreaming is a dualistic dreaming. So when the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching occurs, the mental state immediately interprets it into a dualistic thing. And then we live as that subject pictured as an object. Yeah? So now we've mixed up the subjectness of consciousness and we've attributed it to an object. That's the basis of dualism. That's what non-duality negates. It's negating that fact because we're assuming it's so. And usually we're starting there. So basically we start to study non-duality from duality. That's the problem. Yeah? Instead of seeing duality from non-duality, which is always available, we're almost like a cow that's used to taking the same trail to the same trough, yeah? It's habitual. So we're seeing from two-ness, hoping to understand oneness, let's say. It's crazy. All you're going to do is make two, oneness fit into two-ness, yeah? Everything that's taken in is going to have to fit your frame, and it's not your frame. It's called self-centeredness, yeah? Yeah. So this message is... Why not, instead of turning that attention and interest to the topic of what you are, let's turn it to what you're not, just see. Let's say, who's the studier? Who's the one sitting at this meeting? Yeah, like a great master, I love Ram Maharshi. 
we just talked about, he says, all these questions and all these talks have one meaning, which is to ask who is it that has the question? That's the value. It's not answering the question, it's who is it that has the question? See if it's you, if it ain't you, yeah? If it ain't you, you'll find things out. You'll find things out, yeah? You can't make a, I can't draw a map to it, but I know how it's triggered. And I definitely know it's not triggered with the constant assumption and reinforcing of what you're not in the pursuit of what you are. It ain't gonna go anywhere except reinforce what you're not. You'll, be, you'll try to become a non-self as a self. Yeah, that's spiritual bypassing. Yes? This is not about it. This is about a fact that bypasses fucking everything because it's before everything. Yes? Yeah. And what I see as spirituality, I, I think spirituality is... Spirituality is a great way of life to deal with the mental, emotional, physical conditions of the action figure. I do not believe we're gonna go to a heaven that you're gonna be playing you know, golf at as a body. Yeah, yeah, so I don't, I, I don't think this is a chariot of the gods. I don't, I think this is a, an expressive and observational event, yeah? Something's moving through me. Sometimes it was addiction. Sometimes it's been something else. I observe it. When I observed the addiction, it had a system of denial where I never saw, fucking saw what the hell was going on, yeah? I, there was very little reflection on it. I just fucking was rapidly trying to get loaded. Now, with what's moving through me now, I observe its effects and I reflect on where it comes from. And that's what I am. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, spiritual bypassing. What if we just took the word spiritual out of it? Yeah, bypassing. Yeah, and then like using these tools to bypass. Well, you somebody, hope so. Is yeah. there an experiencer? Is there somebody experiencing? No, it? no. The thing is, see, if you're before and everything, then there's no need to bypass because you're not going anywhere. So who was the addict that was um, in denial? It was the addiction, the mental state. Yeah, I was whatever was going on. Something took over this possibility and used it for transportation and I got the effects of that kind of view. And I was a real addict, a real addict, not a casual user. I was addicted to cocaine, shooting cocaine. And, uh, and I'll tell you something, I'll match a 10-day cocaine retreat with any spiritual retreat in the world, I will. You'll learn more from a cocaine retreat if you survive <laughs> than you'll ever do with any other retreat. Because you'll really see what you're not. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> I don't believe uh, we're an inherent, long-lasting, independent, uh, you know, fully protected integrity. I think things are coming and going all the fucking time. Taking this opportunity to express. Yeah? Now... Uh, I feel I have such an intimation of being taken over by the parasite of alcoholism and addiction. I do, as the action figure. And whatever's living through me now, 
all I can do is honor and have a lot of gratitude around because uh, it's my, the condition that I'm in always needs no maintenance. There's a maintenance of my physical condition because it's getting older, but there's no need for maintenance of my, what you would call the spiritual condition because I am that, yeah? So it, it maintains itself. You don't have to do much. And if you look at the conscious contact, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, does it demonstrate any thought or effort? Do you go to seeing classes? You know? <laughs> yes, do you really? No. Why would you think thought and effort would bring you to that which doesn't demonstrate any thought or effort? Why? Yeah. Why, does, why, isn't that, why is it that thought and effort doesn't work? Because you are it. That's why. If you, were, if you weren't it, then it would maybe take a lot of thought and effort to get to be it, yeah? Or to get near it or whatever. But all of that doesn't pertain to the condition that we are. That's why this is perhaps, this is the easier, softer way, obviously, because there's no way. Yeah? And, uh, yeah. See, the spiritual bypassing, if you're in the, in the sense of the action figure, it may pertain. But when you're not there, you see, I have no interest in uh, speeding up on the spiritual highway. Yeah. No, I feel it's, uh, I feel how the, the space is held in a beautiful way is lack of interest, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Why would you be interested in being what you already are? Interest doesn't really apply to that. Yeah, it applies to maybe learning a topic or a subject or an art or a, but it doesn't really apply to what you are if you're it. You don't have to be interested in it. You are it, yeah? And then you'll be interested in a lot of other things. So it applies to the action figure. What? Yeah, yeah. And are we in this, uh, in this journey of life as we know it, as I know it? Am I an action figure? Uh, no. Or am I observing an action, action figure? Is there an action figure? There seems to be an action figure. So like in, if, if you look at dreaming, let's say, everything is based on seeming. Yeah. So seeming means it appears to be true or false to you. Yeah. So basically everything is seemingly so. So yes, seemingly to the action figure, a lot of shit seems to be really so. Yeah. And funny thing is, when there's a loss of interest in the action figure, it still sees life exactly like it did, but now you're not interested in that. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but uh, it doesn't, the action figure doesn't change much. It's just, but it, uh, uh, this idea is very inclusive. It doesn't, it's not in argument with the action figure. We use it to point out if we're trying to paint a very embellished picture of the action figure uh, based on the diagnosis that you may be identified as the action figure. So we're trying to have a sense, try to describe what it ain't, what it is, so that we can point and it ain't, yeah? And hopefully the message gets to what you are, not the action figure. That's the hope. That's why we come here. Yeah. So, and I believe it happened. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, so the spiritual subpoena has been served and the job's done because I can't miss the target of what you are. It's always available at all times, right, where you are. What, what, where the trick is, is to overwhelm what you're not. So it doesn't get it. <laughs> it's really about fucking with people in a lot of ways, which I enjoy. No. You want to see, you know, when you used to go to talk sometimes, they take a breath every five seconds. Every the fucking mental state just regroups. You want to overwhelm it. You want to put out so much information you can't get it. And then, so it's sort of like the juggler can only take three balls, you keep throwing more balls, and then suddenly there's a stop, and there's a scene there. I don't like the, you know, everyone taking deep breaths because the head regroups immediately. So seriously, I've watched it. I've been in front of a lot of groups and, uh, the quickness of the, of the habitual identification is fast. You have to overwhelm it. You can't, you can't uh, make sense to it. It's not that. You just, you actually bypass that basically, yeah. So when we're talking here, we're throwing it over your head to what you are. So, because when what you are hears about what you're not, it's a very clear communication. It recognizes what it's not. And when it recognizes what it's not, there's a loss of interest in it, yeah, of what you're not. And what you're not can go, well, actually, what you're not does a, goes, does a whole lot better when it's not the center of the universe, when it's not the one object that's thought about fucking incessantly all day, yes? It's really a fucking hallelujah day when that mental fucking chicken gets off of the egg of what you're not, yeah? I swear, it's the best day for the body when it's not seen as the fucking center of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> it can't take that weight, it's too much. It really is. It's like putting three tons in a half ton pickup. It can't take it. Yeah, you can watch people's neuroses as they're the, they're the center. It's all assumed, I'm it. And then on and on, on and on and on, yeah. What, there is a huge need for a lack of interest in that, yet you can't set out to get up to have a lack of interest that would be interested in it yeah you see you see the dilemma like we have a statement in recovery it says you, you got to quit playing god okay so it's assuming something's playing god so let's say your head is playing god and it hears the message you got to quit playing god so then the head tries to quit playing god isn't that playing god ad infinitum yes if that which is playing god tries to quit playing god that's playing God, exactly. If you try to tell the action figure not to be an action figure, that's the fucking action figure. Yeah? Another question or whatever? Honey, You're all right? Yeah. Sorry, there are people that they want to talk. Oh, Ask hold on. <laughs> I'm not used to this. All right, we're going to get a question from... I'm so happy everyone's here. I really appreciate it. A live audience for the first time in a while. Does the uh, idea of non-duality uh, present itself like with some kind of interpretive art? Is there people artists trying to capture? Yes, sure. Some type of, yes. Some type of imagery yeah. that we can relate and yes. identify. As well, it's also being it's being uh, 
they're trying to mix it with other stuff now too, like non-duality psychiatry and shit like that. Like what they did with Zen, remember? Everything had Zen in front of it. <laughs> you know, and one that comes to my mind is the blind eyes of justice. Hmm? The blind eyes of justice. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's the one kind of, kind of came to my mind, you know. It's the, the blindfold, holding up the scales. Yes, it's the only way it can be just. So, yeah, similar, yeah, like that, yes. We get a lot of music sent to us, it's great. So we're putting that stuff out on the website. The whole beauty of it is trying to express that which is unable to be expressed. That's the great challenge. Like here, this is like verbal jazz, yeah? It's like you're John Coltrane, you've got the theme of a love supreme and you're just riffing around it, yeah? And you'll never, never, it'll never be a clear communication but you'll die trying. That's what's really cool. Yeah? I mean, I've been saying the same thing in thousands of different ways for fucking years. Basically the exact same message. People come, they haven't seen me in nine years. They go, is there anything new? No, there's nothing new. There's no, there's, it's not like, oh, 2020, what's new in non-duality? Nothing. It's, there's nothing new. They may want to make it extreme and radical. It just is. It's a fact. Hey, I'll get to you in a minute. Can you guys hear this? This is like I have all these fish that have to be fed. <laughs> hey, I'm so happy I got lost in the moment. Amelia came and corrected me. All right. Uh, yeah, any question here? And then I can read it out to you. There's some people on the webs on the Zoom here. Yes? Mike? Who? Keith. Oh, Keith. Where is he? Hey, Paul. Yeah. Okay, so I am uh, sitting here uh, today. I want to uh, share something that may be helpful to all the other little squares in here. Uh, one way to get a sense of how being identified as a self, as being identified as you're not, works. It, it can be really hard to see it in the present moment. Can you hear me right now? Yes, yeah, they my, can. my green light went off. Uh, so um, it can be hard to see it in the present moment because you're so identified with it, right? You're, so you're in the act of being identified as a self. You're not identified with it. One way that, that, that can be helpful, I know this is not primarily a place about skillful means for the action figure, but I had an experience this morning of traveling lighter. And it was really a moment of traveling lighter because it came as a, as a moment of grace and blessing that could not have come about if there had been an effort to bring it about. And it had to do with seeing an act of being identified as a self that I was no longer involved with. And it went like this. I was driving around my town in a, in a neighborhood that I once lived with a person who is now my ex-wife. And in the process of driving through that section of town, there was an immediate visual memory of, the, of stories that were associated with that period. When I was you know, in an act of being identified as a self and a lot of selfing going on to create that sense of self. So what was really interesting was I, there was a memory of being identified with a storyline, but what was missing was the fuel. Yeah. And the fuel of the selfing, and let me, let me be more specific. It was a period of my life 
and I'm going to have to use my and my life, but you know what I mean. There was a period of, of time for me when I was ident- in the act of being identified as the beleaguered ex-husband who was being deprived of custody of my child. So I thought, of course, I was a beleaguered ex-husband being deprived. And therefore, any of what I would call behavior associated with that called selfing, why, well, that was just the appropriate behavior of a self that was beleaguered and under attack. Well, today, because I'm no, because that is no longer going on, there was a very clear seeing of the sense in which the sense of being a beleaguered husband was created by the selfing, by the activity that was taken to be me. And it used 100%, it seems, of my full, of who I am, right? It, there was so much credibility lent to that. I was so, there was such a conviction that that was so. Well, today, that conviction was gone because that seed assignment is no longer there. I'm still a father, but my son is 21. There's been a, 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 a detente with the ex-wife. She's, you know, we've, in other words, she's not doing the selfing that created uh, the need to keep uh, my son safe from me. Then I'm no longer doing the, the selfing that created the, 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 the beleaguered father. So what I, I, I don't know if I'm being clear, but there, the, when you see that the juice that was given to the selfing process to create a sense of self, and when you see that's no longer going on, I invite everybody here who might be struggling, well, what is the action figure? And how does the action figure work? And how does who I'm not relate to who I am? All of that stuff, put it aside for a moment. Give yourself some time. Think back to another time in, in your life when there was a selfing that you actually now have resolved. You've resolved that one. You have a lot of those in your life that you have moved through, those identifications as a self that you no longer buy into. L- remember those, study those, because they were examples of what you're not. You can use those in the way that you talk about, Paul. Use those examples of recognition when you saw through the what you're not that you thought you were. Use those today. And then you might find yourself, oh, wow, now I understand how right now this sense of self that I'm struggling to get beyond, which you can't get beyond, you can't get out of it as a self. Anyway, consider using past experiences of identification as self that really held for you that no longer hold for you and see how they fell away when they, when then the selfing was no longer bought into. So, so that's what yeah. I, that's what I want to share. Thank you, Keith. Now in a couple of months, I can probably go back to this experience. I've never done a live talk and a zoom <laughs> at the same time in grass Valley. <laughs> But hey, folks, I'm going to try to pay attention here and hopefully you can listen to it a little. Let me give you a shot of these people may turn against me in any minute and I don't want to I don't want to bother them too much. Yes. What? Down. Can they see it now? All right. There you go. Yes. This is Grass Valley. Yes. What? All right. So, yes. Can you hear what I'm doing here? Can they hear? Yeah, Yeah, good. I'll get back to you in a little bit. All right. uh, Let me share something that Keith was just saying. Yeah? So if you hear this message and 
the next few days, it sort of, something that would have gone unnoticed gets noticed, yes? You start seeing something and you can, you can see it and maybe hold it as it's not you. It's no effort. It may be held as not you. What happens is, in my own event with this stuff, you see a number of them, examples, and then there's like a, a hundredth monkey phenomena. Never heard of that with the monkeys. They, there's one monkey on an island discovered he could use something as a tool. Yeah, and then it sort of he shared it with some other monkeys on the island. And then it hit a certain point where the monkeys on another island got it without ever going to the island. Yeah, so there was like a, they call it the hundred monkey phenomena. Well, in a weird way, hearing this satsang does that in a certain way. You have these ideas that, oh, this stuff I used to, I've been listening to, you know, you look at it with a different lens, and now you start recognizing, hey, that's not fucking me, or whatever. That's not. And then you catch a few of them, and then there's a leap, yeah? It's sort of like you see five or ten, and then there's a knowing beyond, a, you know, five or ten, yeah? Yeah, and now you're on to something. That's, so, see, this idea, if you entertain this stuff, it's going to show itself to you. And you're going to recognize exactly, you're going to recognize what you're not. And you'll be seeing the assumption that everything you've recognized was about you, and yeah, somehow, isn't. Yeah? You don't have to see every one of them to get there. You see enough to get, you're already there, yeah? You don't need to see everyone. This is not another form of vigilance or being on a surveillance monitor. It's the head hears it enough, and then there's a leap, yeah? And then there's a recognition, I'm not that, and uh, you don't have to have a book of the 850 triple somersaults it's done. You realize it's a fucking, you know, a circus performer, and it has finite traits. You've recognized something. Now there's a recognition that basically all that's going on up there is pretty much false evidence appearing real, yeah? And it's the audience that gives it the reality, we. If you ever notice that thoughts aren't playing on your head to others, they're all, they're pointed somewhere. The audience ain't out here. The audience is here, yeah? And it doesn't it sound like, especially like with addiction, you could see it easily. If you were removed from the act of addiction, the head would start working on trying to convince you or bring you to a fuck it. And then when you, you agreed, oh, fuck it, this sucks, then it would give you suggestions. Oh, pick, you know, get loaded, fucking do something like that. Yeah. So something's always playing to get the audience's attention. I would say we are of the audience, so to speak. Yeah. So it's constantly playing because without us, we're the, we're the lighting. Yeah. We're the juice that allows the production to continue, yeah? And the funny thing is, the production can, will continue with a lot less interest and attention. <laughs> that interest and attention doesn't have to be on it all day to allow it to continue. It will continue on a much smaller scale, and that interest and attention will now enrich you, let's say. Instead of really enslaving you to following this character over and over and over again, where if you saw it as 
Stanley, you would have been bored five, like 30 years ago. But you're fucking completely listening to it all day because it's construed to be you or about you. Yeah? If that you gets weakened, there's a loss of interest. And that doesn't mean you, if the interest is lost, there's a loss of interest in all that shit, the act, mental activity. And now the interest enriches your day instead of being used to enslave your day. And it is enslaving many days to yesterday and tomorrow, for sure. Yeah? Because the idea of being Paul doesn't come this, from this moment. It, is, it comes from remembering Paul. So the basic, I was Paul, and then a remembering by future worrying is another form of remembering. I will be Paul, therefore I am Paul now. It can't do what it's doing without time. Time is the major ingredient of the trick. Yeah? So there's verbing, all there is is verbing. The mental state claims the verbing to imply a noun, which means that process took time, and the product of the process was the feeling of being the doer. But the doing was first. The doing was used to imply the doer, and then the doer is put in front of all the doing, and now you think you're doing everything. Yeah? But in fact, if you see it, it's manufactured. The verbing is life. Life is living. It's sort of like if you went to the Colorado River and you got a glass of water out of it and you went home and now you think you have the Colorado River, but you're missing something. You're missing the rivering because it's not moving. It's not fucking going. It's just a glass of water. Yes, exactly. So what happens is the, the rivering is used to imply the Colorado River. Now you live an interpretation about being the river instead of having a sense of the river. Yeah. So instead of, like when you were a kid, life was happening, and then slow, slowly it turned into life's happening to me. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. So most of us are rooted in what's life's happening to me. And now we're trying to do extreme shit to get a feeling that life's happening. I mean, seriously. To shoot cocaine in your th throat, you feel like you're fucking dead. Yeah, to jump off of br bridges with bungee cords, you're feeling maybe, you know, <laughs> you gotta shock yourself into feeling alive. You can feel like that all day. You don't need to fucking go through <laughs> fucking life-threatening situations. Yeah? <laughs> Yes, you have a question? No? Oh, you do? I don't know. Oh, you have, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll get to you too, all right? We'll get these two. Yeah, I mean, just, 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 uh, just exactly what you were talking about, um, about life-threatening situations. Um, we feel like we're dead, and that's like the only thing that can make us feel alive at yes. that point. Um, and you were just talking about coming to a fuck it. I come to a fuck it all the time. Um, but as this message gets, you know, through me, to me, um, you know, more often, I just, I kind of come to this, uh, this question of, of like, you know, is it really that simple? You know, like, what's the fucking point um, of, you know, like you said, you know, why would consciousness want to read a book about consciousness? You know, you can't change your, your way to who you are. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess it's it, like, just seems too easy. To See, that's that a simple. phase a lot of people go through. 
Yeah, sure. Because uh, you don't believe how much the to this, finish what I was going to say. If if uh, you know yourself is or who you are is uh, looking at who you're not, you know, like who I'm not has a lot of fucking time and energy invested in trying to figure out who I am. So that's you know I think I guess the separation of being aware of who you're not, you know, yeah, who that ends up with, with who you are, but that. But the beautiful thing, when you start seeing really from what you are, everything has value. It's not seen like anything got lost or was pointless and shit. It doesn't. Everything that ever happens has value. It's sort of captured in the statement in The Course in Miracles, which is you and I are the dreaming of the dream, and, that, and we're going to dream ourselves out of it. And as we do, the dream will get happier. So in a lot of cases, that's what's happening. Yeah, in time, that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, you can't believe how much hope we live on, false hope. And so when that gets disillusioned, which is part of fucking growing up in a sense, for a while it's crippling to what you're not. It gets really bummed out and then it goes into the nihilistic thing and fuck, I'm just gonna lay on a couch all day and nothing's gonna happen. It doesn't go that way, but when the interest gets gets taken away, there's got a there's a reshuffling of shit, and you're in that phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it will there will be a things get clear. It's like I used to tell people, if you don't act out, which means for me, get loaded, and don't die, it's going to get really good. <laughs> but yeah, it's a part of the situation. You don't understand how much hope. Uh, that the the selfing lives on, yeah, and it, and it it's really it it will try to uh, see. Uh, go on. let's help, go her first, and then you guys. Right, we'll go into it a little later. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Is this all right, guys? Can you hear any of this? You okay? Thank you. Yeah. Yes, thanks. I don't know. I'm going to go back and feed you and Judith. We want to thank you so so much. We'll get back to you a little bit. All right. Here's another person. <laughs> yeah, what I'm thinking is, uh, so when we, when, when you hear the message, and there's that recognition, nothing other than what I really am getting the message, right? Yes. Well, something's going to claim it, though. And that's an afterthought. Yes. That's a belief. Yes. Well, it's an afterthought and a belief afterthought that comes from a belief. It's well, it's, 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 uh, it's, the belief is like the platform and it bounces yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always coming later. Yeah, it comes later and you're before. It's like putting these glasses on. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like a fog. Yes, exactly. Because there's a difference between seeing and looking. Yeah. Looking is seeing in time. So the seeing that we are, when it's put in time, it can become a form of looking. And the looking is a blindness to the seeing. Yeah. So basically, that's why they always say, what's looking is what you're looking for, because what's looking is the seeing. Yeah. But the way we feel it is looking. Looking is like has an intention, yeah? time. 
you can feel time. You can feel like the flavor of it. Yeah. So, so seeing is seeing is more like panoramic, chilled out. Yeah. Looking is focused. There's a little focus to it, and there's an intention there. There is. What you don't see is the intention that every and everything you're going to look at is going to uh, reinforce this image as the, of the looker. We don't notice that, but it's like a loop of self-importance. Yeah. So the looking. Most of it, see, like you see a lot all day, but there's only one seer. You feel a lot, but all those feelings are pointing to one feeler. See how, how that idea of one has to be reinforced by many, many activities. Lots of feelings, lots of thoughts have to be claimed to imply the thinker and the feeler because it's totally insane because you can see, feel it, you know, do you believe you're the thinker of the thoughts? I mean, they seem to, I don't, what do you, do you get a message that a thought's coming from Idaho? You should be here in 15 minutes and you want to duck? No, they show, they appear, what? Yeah, and maybe if you buy into it, it triggers an algorithm and then you get similar thoughts for a while and you have a little, you know, maybe you can buy a product or two. <laughs> yeah, and then you're walking around, another thought gets triggered, another algorithm gets hit. Oh, it's about my, when I was a kid. And, 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 you know what I mean? And all the while, somehow, we're written into the story that we have a lot to do with it. We don't. We don't. This has never been a source or a cause. This is an expression and an observation point. Things are happening through us. We're not the source of it. We're not. That's why if you see someone, see, there was a, in Tibetan Buddhism, they have a teaching aid called the Wheel of Life. Yes, it's a, it's a mandala, and it's a wheel with wheels inside. And it's basically a way of describing what happens. You know, people, consciousness arrives, the mental state develops, the, the ignorance occurs. Yes, name and form is given, and there's these realms people are going to go to celestial realm, hell realm, animal realm, and all the while. And then the hub of it has three animals, has a rooster, a, a, a snake, and a pig. And they represent malice, greed, and envy. So really, malice, greed, and envy are the wind that's blowing this whole event. Yes? So when you see a lot of greed happening, it's not the person isn't greedy. Greed is moving through the person, yes? In other words, it's like people will see the self-centeredness is incredible because people will say, I have alcoholism. But the experience really is alcoholism has me. <laughs> I don't feel like I have alcoholism. It really feels like the fucking monkey has me. Yeah, the gorilla is going to, I'm going to stop when the gorilla wants to stop. But the language is always having us in a position of having some say in shit we have no say in, really. So you see these three winds of blowing greed, malice, and envy, and they're trigged, they're moving the whole event, the dreaming, yes? And so basically, things are moving through us. Now, I've, Jesus Christ, whatever has happened with me has been stabilized for a while, years of living here. And I, all I, the appropriate reaction from this is fucking honor and awe. A-W-E, it's O-R because I'm in, you know, New York, it sounds O-R, whatever. 
I used to have this thing. I used to say the seeker is the sword, and the person thought I was saying the sword for years. The seeker is the sword? What the fuck? You didn't understand. It's the sword. So, you know, you can feel it, don't you? I mean, if you ever have addiction and alcoholism, it feels like a possession. It feels like a parasite. Something's using you. I mean, it's eating you alive. It is. And, you know, but see, the, see, I don't believe alcohol. I believe the original addiction is the mental state's addiction to being a self. To me, that's what's causing the drive for relief. And those reliefs are misinformed, so they produce addictions. Because it's the self that gets addicted to the coke. So the self migrates to the other activities. Yeah, this is the dilemma. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing because let's say if a parasite took you over, yeah, like addiction or something, it's very hostile to the host. Yeah, you're not going to be treated well. You're really not. And yet, so that for the parasite to be able to keep living off the host, it would have to have an incredible strategy because the host, let's say if I was here and a big bug landed on me, I'd knock it off like in every second. The 50th time, the 500 time, yeah? Because I would see it as far and fuck that, yeah? But this, hot, this parasite so hostile, what it does though, it convinces the host that it's the host. So it's talking to us as us all day and driving us to fulfill its agenda, basically. And its idea of surrender is fuck it. It wants to bring us to fuck it, so we'll just do, we'll do anything like drink, and then basically all the things that were built up of those 20 years of sobriety are gone in a weekend, really. I've seen it over and over again. And then people take their own lives because they can't see that which is driving them crazy as other than them. They figure the whole thing has to go, so they blow their brains out. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I feel the same. See, I had this, I got stuck sober when I was younger, yeah? I had lost all hope about getting sober. I had spent two years and three months in programs and many, many months in jail and uh, 10 months in a hospital bed getting run over by a car while I was loaded twice by the same guy, <laughs> which is hard to do if you even try to plan it. And uh, you would think that would have stopped me, but it didn't stop me. I was taken over and I just kept getting loaded. And then I had hunk after I left this program, and I had so much hope it was going to be different, and it turned into the same old, same old. I went out for it and went on a 10-month run, and I washed up in a trailer in Calistoga, came out of a blackout. I don't know if you're familiar with them. If you're a heavy user, I hope you're not. <laughs> If you're a heavy drinker and stuff, you know, sometimes you black out. That's what they call it. You don't have any memory of what happened for 15 hours or something like that. Yeah. Sometimes you wake up, you got to look out the window to see if there's snow on the ground because you may have flown to Vermont or anything. You have no idea. So when you come out of a blackout, it's like parachuting behind enemy lines. You're like wondering, they must have missed me, but no, there was Paul there, but you just don't remember. Yeah. So I woke up in this trailer with a guy and I was passing a bottle of Royal Gate Vodka back and forth and uh, I saw him, he had a big face and bulbous nose and varicose veins all over it and I, I said to myself, this guy's a fucking bum. 
And lo and behold, he was looking at me like I was a bum. And at that moment, something happened. You know, the head stopped, which I didn't think was possible. Because you think if the head stopped, you stop, but you don't stop. You do quite well when the head stops. <laughs> so the head stopped, and it was like a CNN news flash just downloaded, not to here, but to what we call the innermost. Yeah, something other than the thought system. And it was a simple headline, no story, and it was, I'm fucked. Now, I had been fucked for a while, but it was news to me because of denial. So much denial going on. I was living a complete fantasy of what was happening. And then that thing collapsed. And then the second statement was, and I'm not managerial quality. And then from that point on, oh, man, it was unbelievable. That was the most, you know, I felt I was germinated by the, with the seed of sobriety then. I didn't know it then, but that's what happened. Because I called up a lady to help me. She drove up two hours from San Francisco, hour and a half, and I wanted to get high again when I got in her car. But something thwarted me, and I tried to talk her into getting shit, but I had no money, so I had to convince her. And she didn't go for it. And she said, if you want a place to stay tonight, you got to go to a meeting, a recovery meeting. And I'll tell you, that surrender, if I wouldn't have gone to that meeting, probably would have died on the line the next day. And now it's been extended for 32 years because I went to that meeting. 32 years, it got life here. And I've never had a strong feeling or a thought about getting using, but that's all I had. All I had was a strong feeling and a thought about using and drinking. And I've never had another one since. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So it was very clear that something had done for me what I couldn't do for myself. And then this rest of the time has just been expanding on that idea. You know, so. I mean, we don't plan these things. I don't get ready for a talk. I don't do anything. I just show up, but I have a great assurance that my condition doesn't override this condition. It doesn't. It may, it may if you believe it, but it doesn't. Yeah, so, yeah. So I see everything as, I feel we're like an empty situation with things moving through, yeah? And certain things want to take you over, and they're going to use you for transportation. And they're going to lead you to do something, and you may get... And if they can compel you to act, and it can produce an effect, like getting run over by the car. I was safely at home at my sister's house, and I had been at this bar an hour before, on a freezing cold night in Long Island, New York. There was only two people when I left the bar, my friend and a waitress. I knew it was a dead night. It was Sunday, January 30th. My head told me a big party had erupted back there. I thought I miss, was missing out. I got in the car and I met a Chevy Monte Carlo. I got run over by a drunk driver. He didn't know what he hit, so he backed up over me to see what he hit. And so when I came to, thinking I was going to appear at the bar, I was in a fucking hospital bed for 10 months. <laughs> Something had taken me over and brought me there. Yeah, this is what happens. There isn't a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. You're not a thing. You are an activity, and there's other activities that are taking your activity and using you. Yeah, they are. 
It's nice when it's love and gratitude, but uh, I've had it the other way. I've seen, oh yeah, whatever. So the non-duality is just such a beautiful message because it's not saying stop anything or start anything. It's just finding out who is it that's starting or stopping. If it ain't you, then you may not have so much meaning in what you start and what you stop. And there may be, like for me, when this was taken to be Paul, it was like an ongoing urban renewal project. It was constantly fucking shit, you know, going over what I could do, what I have to do, what I should do, on and on and on. It was fucking, it was like slavery. When I saw it wasn't me, the urban renewal project budget just dried up. And there was an acceptance. And I haven't had that acceptance since my grandmother died when I was young. I had acceptance for what I'm not. It's a beautiful condition. Yeah? To accept what you're not. Not be in argument with it, fighting it or everything. Just to accept it. It has a small view. It can't do anything else. It's got a parasympathetic. Yeah, and it's mechanical. Yeah? The selfing is going to claim what's happening to imply a self. It doesn't mean it's so, but it's going to keep doing it. If you're holding out for that to stop, it's probably not going to. Yeah? And so, so the best you can do is see hmm? it as that. Don't you feel it now? This is pretty good. I'd say the best <laughs> is pretty nice now. Yeah. Yeah, you can see the, the fear is on our side. What you are is always available at all times, right where you are no requirement is necessary. You don't have to go through 40 years of purification unless you believe you have to go through 40 years of purification. It's available now. Yes, I I started doing talks in AA every Monday night for years. And I had so many Monday nights to look at. Some nights I had like, I was waiting to hear if I had AIDS, yeah? Report hadn't come back in. Some nights, my girlfriend just broke up with me five minutes before the meeting. Some nights I had sinus infections. Some nights I had no money, but I just show up. And every time I showed up, something came through. The, all the job of the hose was, was to go there. And something came through. And I realized through that observation, what I think is so relevant has no relevance to what I am. What I am will use me no matter what I'm thinking or how I'm feeling or what circumstances or financial condition I'm in. I had the proof in my own, I saw it in my, through my own eyes. I've witnessed it, yeah. The thing is, there's a, very, there's a stubbornness in the falsehood that you're wasting time trying to convince it. Just see it, it's not you. You're wasting time. It's not gonna become your service animal. It isn't. It's not gonna become your amigo. It's not gonna become, it has a certain nature, yeah? A mental, a mental nature and it thrives. It loves this story of being Paul. It does. It loved it when Paul was in jail. It loved it when Paul was in a temple. It loved it. As long as Paul was there, yeah, it loved it, really, you know, and uh, I went to satsangs. I didn't hear this emphasized. All I heard was descriptions of what I am that made it worse feeling what I'm not.
you know, because now I'm supposed to be consciousness all day and fucking, I don't feel, you know, gee, how am I going to pull this off? <laughs> you know what I mean? This message just disarmed all that, said, hey, you are what you're looking for. It's a beautiful statement from St. Francis. What's looking is what you're looking for. It doesn't say what's looking, and then if you fulfill 50 pages of requirements, you will suddenly become what you're looking for. Yeah. No, what's looking is what you're looking for. What? Not who, what? Awareness, yes? Awareness, awareness, yeah. It, it's either true or not, you know? Yeah. Any questions on the Zoom? Hey, I'm going to end soon, eh? Is that okay? Any oh, wait a minute. We had another question. Yeah, sorry. I forgot. Um, so there's this liberation and this ceasing of searching for identity, right? And we're looking for that identity based on contrasting experiences. How do you apply that, this liberation, to the wounding that comes from participating in the human condition? I don't try to apply it to anything. It does what it's going to do. And then I observe that it's done it, yeah. But I don't apply it, for sure. So for those who are trying to come to this liberation space and also in that process heal these wounds, you know, we're all connected to this healing process, where do those things meet? Now, yeah. You know, what needs to be done will be done. If you need to take care of stuff, trauma and stuff, you know, then you'll be drawn to it. And maybe you're going to fail in trying to get that trauma met. And sometimes after years of trying, you'll finally find someone that it works with. Who knows how it's going to go, yeah? Well, I do know there's a traveling lighter through it all. Yeah? Yes. So the context brings an influence into the content that you can't individually see because it's more of an atmospheric type of effect, yeah? Yes? Yeah. So you're going to bring that wherever you go, wherever the action figure goes, that's also going to go. Yes? And I've seen incredible things. I had this one, if you, I'll speak about it, in recovery. When I came into recovery, I had a belief that a lot of my behavior was based on cocaine use. And then I stopped using cocaine and I was still behaving the same way. So I was wrong, as usual. And it was this one thing that uh, in the action figure would come up only if I really liked somebody. Casual affairs never would come up. But if I really liked somebody, there would be a paranoia that would come up every once in a while, and it would trigger me putting my foot in my mouth, making a real ass of myself, yeah? A lot, and I didn't seem to have any control over it, yeah? And in a weird way, I got sober, and the first few years, it would usually happen around a holiday also. It's trippy. And I'd make an ass of myself. So basically, in recovery, we say, hey, listen, Practice these principles in all your affairs, and I added, if you can't, then limit your affairs. So I basically tried to 
avoid because I was afraid this monster would come out and I just fucking couldn't take it, especially sober. It was, I have an emotional hangover for days, you know. I never had an emotional hangover because I was usually loaded. When I did, when I acted out and when I was sober, it was fucking nasty. Being bummed out for like three days, yeah. So without changing. So, uh, you know, I tried some therapy. I tried, I prayed and I was doing this stuff and uh, it still was there for 11 years of sobriety. And then this one night, it was New Year's Eve, it was one of those prime triggers. And I was with our lady in San Francisco and uh, I started to feel this paranoia. So I made a big uh, deal. I'm leaving, which I didn't want to leave. Yeah, but I'm, I'm leaving. And so I, I, I huff and puff and go down to the car. And of course I call her immediately because I didn't want to leave. I wanted this monster wanted to engage. Yeah. All right, so then I'm down in the car calling her, all right, I'm coming back up. And I'm thinking, oh, and I got there and something happened. I was just ready, you know, and I just somehow, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I don't know what, but it just stopped. Something came in and I didn't say that thing that would have led to the whole fucking scenario occurring because I'd seen it many times and I knew well, how the how the show started, you know, and it, I avoided it. It was unbelievable, and it empowered me. And then suddenly, that because it was like a fucking thunderstorm, it would come up, and I just couldn't fucking contain it. And it would just like vertical projectile vomiting on everything. And then it's passed, and it's never come up that strongly ever since. Amazing. And I had given up all hope. Eleven years. You know, trying this and that, and uh, it did. It, something changed, and I was still alive to enjoy the change. It was awesome. So I have a I have a real faith in not only uh, the message, but how the message can really navigate through time. It's beautiful, seamless, really, and I. I've never really confronted anything head-on ever again. It just does it in a certain way. Yeah? If I think I have a problem, me trying to deal with it is a bigger problem, really. So, yeah. I hope that helped or whatever. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Anyone, any guys there have a question in the Zoom? The problem here is they can't hear you that well. Yeah? That's all. All right, anyone else? No? I'm so happy that uh, this is over, actually. <laughs> no, I'm very... Uh, it's just, it's, just uh, it's amazing, because, you know, they talk about nothing and non-duality. Well, it's... It, it, it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful thing. Everything's $15 if you're interested. One of the books is AA, recovery oriented, under arrest. The other two are non duality type stuff. So.
Yeah, and uh, we're going to have be here again tomorrow, or we want to do it outside? We are going to have another meeting tomorrow at 1, and we can decide now. You want to have it here? Do you feel all right here? Or you so. want to have it outside? It would be in where? Nevada City? It could be at my house in Cascade no. Shores. You want to have it here? Yes. All right, we'll do it here. It so works out, okay? <laughs> if, you can, if we have it, we can. And who had, who's the one who set this up? The lady. Uh, it's, it's Marcia. Hey, Marcia, thank you. Thank you. Marcia was the one who set up this, this the space, and Mihai and Maria set it up, so... And Michael does the Zoom back there. But yeah, that's why this happened. So, hey, all right. Hey, guys, I think we're going to end. Yeah? Yeah, I've seen them. All right, I'm just going to say goodbye to these folks, all right? I try to do it. Mike, I'll see you after the meeting. Draw, nice to see you, draw. Kerry, Walter, Richard, Robert. Judith, thanks so much. We're, get, we're putting it in a lovely location in our house. We really appreciate it. Judith made us a beautiful Buddha head. She's a sculptor, this lady here. She made a beautiful Buddha head. She shipped from Hawaii to the house. Beautiful, mind-boggling, yes. And yet doesn't even, can't even get close to capturing the beauty of Judith. Yeah, yes. Joseph, nice to see you. Kenneth. Pleasure. Richard, as always, there's no contracts out on anybody today. All right, no, pretty easy. We got Christine, Tariq, Tom Harmon, Roman from Germany, Mark. Mike is back. Mike, nice to see you, Mike. Susie Kempton, Natalie, David. Nice to see you, David. I'm up in a town in Northern California. Yeah. Sonia, Chris, Rava, Raven, not Rava, Raven. Ann, nice to see you, Ann. John K. Lee from Philadelphia, Rob. Hank from uh, Amsterdam. Kathy, Kaiser, Dale, nice to see you, Dale. Rich, James. James, are you one of the Portuguese Zen bitch slappers? No. <laughs> I don't know. Rick Rowe, Johannes, Mike, James Phone, Giselle, Mickey. Mickey is the uh, matriarch of the Madeira Mafia, Madeira, California. John Woodroff, John Walker from Melbourne, Melbourne. Giselle there, nice to see you, Giselle. McCauley, Keith, Malcolm, Catherine, Michael. Wow, that's, and then uh, anonymous. Uh, Michael Lang, nice to see you. Keith, pleasure. J Catherine from London, nice to see you. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody. I'll see you uh, next week. Yeah, Thank thanks. You. Yeah. Yeah, you want to.